Welcome to 24 Karat Conversations with Phyllis and Rhonda, where two best friends decided to start a podcast on real women, real friendships, and real issues. Our mission Bible verse is Job 23.10. Yet he knows the way I have taken, and when he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. We want to encourage, inspire, and offer hope in a world where life can seem to be unrealistic. Be a support for you to cheer you on as a wife, mother, daughter, sister, and friend. Most of all, you get to relax and laugh with us about all things women. Plus, we like all things sparkly. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hello, people. (laughs) (laughs) Today's episode is on the what ifs of success. What does that look like for you? So the last time on our last episode, we were talking about working mom versus the stay-at-home mom. And I feel like... That was such a fun subject. That was. We (laughs) we got heated. Um, But I feel like this one coincides with this episode because um, what does success look like and how do you define success, I guess? We're going to try to hit upon that. (laughs) And it doesn't necessarily... Successful doesn't mean you have a nice car and a nice house and, you know, a perfect family. Right. Like that is not what success is all about. And I think people get really caught up in the materialistic part of it. Yeah. And they forget that, you know, six, that's not what success is about. But I will say, as I grew up, so um, for those of you that don't know, I grew up with a single mom, um, very dysfunctional mother, and I grew up extremely poor and we were on welfare. So I um, associated success with the wealthy people, big mm-hmm. house, yeah. big cars, vacations, like all well, of that. Well, I think that's what the media sells us too. I mean, mm-hmm. how many, every movie you see, the successful person is the one. All the housewives that, have it. I know. <laughs> what the heck? I know. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's, that's a whole, whole other show. Other show. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just, um, when I, when I, got into my 30s, then my success became I wanted to be the best mom I could be. And so the the money part of it kind of went by the wayside. Although I will say, I will say for both Mike and I, there were times when we looked at other couples and went, man, how do they do that? Like we're struggling. Yeah. We're eating pizza on the floor. Like how do they have that nice house? And how do they... And he, I remember him telling me one time, like, I had house envy for all these, or or boat envy. Yeah. You know, his friends would ha- buy a boat, and he's like, how do they They're do like that? like me, recovering coveters. Oh, that's what I call my myself. gosh, it was so bad. And so we would go home feeling like to our crappy little house, yeah. feeling so... Like, what? what is the secret of success that we're not getting? And we just kept associating it with these things. Thanks. And as our marriage grew, we realized, you know, we're so happy. Like, our success is our happiness. And all that other stuff will come if it's like, meant to be. But Don't you feel like some of the best times were, I mean, I remember, um, gosh, Jason and I had only been married, I think, a few years and I remember we we legit had no money. I mean, we might have had thirty dollars in the check yeah. account, maybe on a uh, good day. There was never money. There yeah. was never any money at the end of the month. <laughs> and we, I remember it was our anniversary, and mm. he's like, "What do you want to do?" And I was, I mean, to be honest, like I was bummed. You know, it, yeah. it, I mean, it does. Yeah. It's awful when you're, you know, low on funds. But that's when you kind of get creative. And when I look back, so I'm going to tell you this memory. And when I look back at this memory, it's one of my absolute most favorite times we ever had. I mean. Better than vacations we've been on, better than, you know, fancy restaurants we've eaten at. This was the best time. So we ended up walking to, there was this little wine bar down the street. We ended up walking there. We took 
our $30 and spent $10 on a bottle of wine, which was mm. a big deal. We went back. You know, now we only have $20. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not I got 30. kids in college. I got $12 in my bank. Um, I went, we went home and I made pasta and we sat mm. in front of the fireplace and we had amazing conversation and it was just quiet time together. Yeah. And I have to say like, that sticks out in my head more than anything. I and know. I think we just get so wrapped up in, you know, believing that, you know, success also, you know, people that have a lot of financial success, it also brings other things that come a along lot of with burdens. it. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of other burdens. That and come I don't with think it. it's an either or. I think you can be um, financially successful and also be happy. Absolutely. Um, and you can also be poor and be miserable uh-huh. or happy. So I, I don't think it's. That's what I think um, I came to the realization is it's not um, an either or. It's not you're you're wealthy and you're miserable or you're you're poor, but you're so happy. Well, it's, in that case, if, if success meant happiness, you wouldn't have, you know, movie stars killing themselves right. or, you know, overdosing on drugs or alcohol yeah. because it's not the stuff would, it's not money yeah. it's not money that makes you happy with success and you know true. now now that we've both been married so long we look back at the good old days yeah. but you know when you we try to tell our our young adult yes. children this they look at us side-eyed like well we're not having fun going through yeah. this poor period but and we didn't either. We didn't know what we had. But I will say some of our best times were just the pizza eating on the floor, you know, lighting yeah. a fire, sitting with our animals, just having a, um, you know, a calm evening, mm-hmm. enjoying each other's company. But I think also when I think about success, I, I think about parents, too, now with um, they equate success with um, their kids getting the top deans list. Okay, what is this thing with? We used to back in the day, <laughs> 4.0 was you're pretty dang smart. You better have like a 9.0 now. I oh mean, is that my even god! It's like what know. is this 4.8, 4.7? I'm like you're smart already. You don't need to be any well, smart. You got to be in every sport and you have to be in every on activity the deans list. And, and you have to have you have to you know your child doesn't just travel with sports anymore. They travel overseas yeah. with sports. It's it's become like this this different kind of culture and none of that is bad. I, I admire people who have talented kids and, and all of that. But here's my thing that I get worried about is when I see parents who put that on a pedestal Mm -hmm. and I worry that if the child gets hurt or if the child suddenly can't keep up with the competition of being that smart person, have you taught them who they are? Right. Because if they're only the soccer player or they're only the dancer or they're only the baseball player or they're only the top dean's list student and they've gotten into every single college that they want to get into, but maybe they just want to paint or maybe they just want to do something completely off the grid where you're saying, absolutely not. This is this is your success. You need to get into college by doing this I I will tell share a story um my my daughter actually received a golf scholarship mm. and um we sat down and we talked to her about it and I mean to be honest like I wanted her to take it because had, it was yeah, that, I mean I have yeah, the financial yeah. we had the financial burden of that um and I wanted her to take it but we sat down and we talked to her about it and this is what she told me and I was just kind of like I mean this is coming from a 17 year old girl at the time she said if I take that golf scholarship it would be great 
but that means that I have to spend five years in college instead of four because I'm basically having to commit to the travel and everything. And for her, that wasn't, she didn't want to be, she's a very good golfer, but she didn't want to be tied to it. Tied to it. And I think that's when you, as a parent, have to sit up and listen and go, okay, I know this might be more of a financial burden for us to have her not take that, but I also don't want her miserable for four or five years, you know? So I think that sometimes we project this thing with success onto our children, and then we expect them to not be so high. I mean, you look at the statistics of, you know, kids with depression and anxiety, and I think I heard the other day, and don't quote me if I'm wrong, but one in four kids suffer from anxiety. Which never which used to be. Which is crazy. Yeah. So, you know, I think when you learn to be happy where you are that's kind of where success is right and also who just lets their kids play at the playground yeah (laughs) just lets them be creative and lets them just go go get dirty go get just do whatever you want to do instead of these organized things and I realize there we're in a different time and those organized sports are important. And yeah, if you can't afford college and your child can be successful yeah, in that, absolutely. I, that's great because you can, you know, help your child get a wonderful education at the same time they're very talented in that thing. I just think it becomes dangerous when it becomes their end all. And if you don't have a backup plan, mm-hmm. I'm all about backup plans. Yeah, because definitely. Me too. I'm I think about that, plans, you know, too. if you don't show them, like, listen, you better learn how to be good in business or you better learn how to do something else in case, just in case, because you're one broken foot or right. one surgery away from, oh, sorry, your career is now over in yeah. college. And then the that is where the anxiety comes from these kids, where right. they're suicidal because they have thrown all of their eggs into that basket saying like, what am I going to do? And the same goes for career people. Mm -hmm. Career people think I have to make X, Y, Z amount of money. That's when I will be successful. That's when I can buy the house. That's when I can buy the car. That's when I can buy the toys. But at the same time, they're working themselves to the ground. Or they end up up in a career where they completely hate it. And they're having to work just to pay for all of those things where on the outside it looks like, oh, you know, so jealous of them. Look at all the success they have, but they're miserable inside. And I I really do feel like, you know, I was telling Phyllis earlier today, success is not one-dimensional. And because I feel like sometimes, and I'm guilty, I'm totally guilty of this because I love my career. And, um, you know, even doing things outside of my job, like, you know, in the evenings on the weekends, I always felt kind of like, oh, but that's not really like what I'm about. And here we are doing this podcast, which is crazy because this isn't my career. We we didn't seek this out. It kind of sought us. Yeah, it kind of came this way. (laughs) And it's, so it's not one dimensional, you know, Mm -mm. success. I feel like this podcast is part of my success. Mm -hmm. I feel like raising my children is part of my success. I feel like having a healthy marriage is part of my success. So it's not just one thing. It's it's multi-dimensional. And then the other thing is, is when you do make it and you become successful. So this is, you know, sort of where I am in this like tension right now is, um, you know, I've written this first book. It's coming out in a couple months. And yeah. And so I want to throw up. So every day, you, um, so there's this this pull of this tension of like, 
oh my gosh, the thing that I wanted, that I wanted to succeed at is happening at the same time. It doesn't feel like what you thought it would feel like before you got there. So the climb up to the top can be completely different than what you imagined it would be. And so although I'm um, super proud of my little book baby, I also feel this huge responsibility now of the pressure of, well, what if only one person buys it? That's not it's not happen, true. There's anyway. pre-orders. I got, I, it's okay. I'm She's good. got three pre-orders. I think, I, think I, yeah, I think I sold 30. I don't know. But, um, you know, there's, there's these levels of success. And so you think that when I get successful, that's going to equate to happiness or that when I get there, true. it's going to feel like this. Yeah. And what I'm realizing is that you should always go for your dreams. You should, whatever your success um, story is, you should always go for it, whether that's being a great mom or, you know, being great in business or be- being great in sports or being a good student, any of that kind of thing, you should go for it. But just know that it may not be, it may not look like what yeah. you thought it was going to look like. And also to, again, balance that out with the success of being happy and at peace with what you're doing. I think success is when you can go to sleep at night and you feel good about what you've done and you can put your head on the pillow and not have any stress or you haven't cheated your way to the top or done something where you've hurt someone else. To me, that's success, no matter what you're doing. And sometimes it's just looking looking inward and going, okay, like I'm going to take a risk and I could fail. And that's okay. Like, I Mm -hmm. feel like we are all like so pent up on, oh my gosh, what if I fail? And if you do, well, well, you're going to do something else. (laughs) Let's just tell you that you're going to, you're going to fail. I mean, you're going to fail in things regardless. Like there's no like perfect plan. Like, I don't know anybody in business who has, you know, um, gone through without being, touched by a layoff or being yeah. fired. I mean, I... Well, it's not I was, a straight shooter. No, it's not. And I, I'll tell you, you know, I had, I've been in this industry that I've been in a really long time and I was working for this guy and I helped him build his business and my daughter passed away and I went back after eight weeks of maternity leave and I found my severance package letter on the photocopy machine. Now uh, you want to talk yeah, about like... The lowest point Feeling like... Life. Yeah. I hear I had worked so hard. I mean, I even remember the day I went into labor with my daughter. I I was laying on the floor in our bedroom. My husband comes in and he goes, you're not really going to work, are you? Because I was so sick and not feeling well. And I was like, I have to have got a pile of stuff on my desk. Mm. And, you know, I think when I went through that, it kind of shifted the way I looked at things. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it was one of those things where you go, yeah, well, you know what? Like, it's going to be there tomorrow. And I'm not saying to ignore your job. I'm saying, you know, that you, there's going to be things that you can fix tomorrow. Not Mm -hmm. everything. I was a very task oriented person and I always have been, and I've had to learn how to balance what we call success, I guess, Mm -hmm. with, you know, what is reality and Mm -hmm. what's attainable. Because at the end of the day, like if I'm burnout and I'm stressed out and I, you know, can't function and I'm depressed and that's not success. That's not success. Yeah. That's being miserable. Yeah. And so, you know, I feel like if you're a stay-at-home mom, your success might just be for that day. You've got a shower. Getting, you got a shower and maybe a meal. <laughs> yeah. And maybe you got the kid to got bed to without eat. screaming. Yeah. So, you know, every day it's not like you come up to the thing and go, Oh, I'm successful. And yeah, it's it's and, it's and a daily for women, thing. I think, um, 
you know, success is like a, a really, it's a tough thing because we have this, I think in our minds where we don't want to be too successful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, we get a little scared of success and so we hold it back a little bit. And, um, you know, I think that dreams can become realities, can become successful. If, like I say, you do it in a way that is honoring to who you are. And, um, you know, for us, it's also a spiritual binding of just knowing that if this is, God's um, journey for you and path for you, he's going to open doors and he'll shut doors where yeah. he needs to protect you from certain things. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we so always... that's so often my prayer. Like, yeah. you know, a lot of times when I have a really big decision to make, I'm like, God, I just need you to, you know, open or shut the door. And, you know, sometimes it's not really clear. Sometimes like, I'm waiting for a sign. Yeah. You give me a sign? <laughs> Still waiting. But, you know, I yeah. think a lot of us have that, you know, intuition that we know, like, when, when things are going right or when they're going wrong. And yeah. so I think you have to trust that too, you know, that you yeah. have to trust that that's like your instinct God's given you to kind of, you know, weigh out yeah. what's and going on. And if he's on. taking you on a path of success where there is a lot of stuff mm-hmm. coming your way, um, just know that you can share that with others. Yeah. It's not about, you know, just you. It's not, you know, oh, I'm successful. I did this. I, 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 I. It's if you have that opportunity to have a great income or have a beautiful house, you know, one of the things now I have this beautiful home that I love, but I call it a sanctuary where my friends can come over, the women that I mentor, and God has allowed me to make that a very peaceful place for them so that they can come over and just um, sit with me, talk talk to me about their mm-hmm. problems. They always say, I don't want to leave. It feels so good here. And I, I tell them it's a double blessed house. Yeah. Like it's a beautiful home. So to me, that's success because I'm able to share, you know, the things that I have that are comforting with other people. Yeah. Who and wants to go a house where you can't touch anything? That's, yeah, that's no, miserable and that horrible. That is so not my house. Do not. <laughs> touch my crystal. My house is like, go, go get your own drink out of the fridge, put your feet up on the couch. Um, yeah, I, I just take a great pride in that, that I want, you know, the things that I have, I want to share with others. Mm -hmm. If you have a great income, make sure that you're helping other people that success because, you know, God has given you this great Mm -hmm. like platform to be able to help people. So don't be ashamed of your money spread and, the money around like you have enough stingy and, you know I think that yeah. it's so funny because a lot of people uh once they have wealth they become greedy with it and and you know um I'm a super giving person almost to a fault like I would give somebody the shirt off my back and I get that from my dad because my dad's the exact same way yeah and sometimes I kick myself because I'm like darn it I got burned again but you know what I wouldn't do it any different I really honestly wouldn't do it any different because it gives me joy like I love blessing people I love giving them things I I like to give gifts more than I like to receive gifts you have to throw out the gift and know no matter what happens you you did it from a good place yeah. and whatever they choose to do with it is on them. Um, you can't look back and go, I knew I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Don't ever do that. Just, I always just say, you know what? I hope it helped them and that they have to learn their own lessons. Right. So I, when I give, it's just whatever happens, happens. Yep. And we, we've been burned a couple of times, but you know, it, 
I just, that's how I feel. I just feel like nothing is really mine. I think I don't have, I like, Rhonda knows this about me. Like I'm, I'm not taught, like we have a lot of blessings, but I'm not tied to stuff. Like if you broke something in my house, even that was an antique or something, I'm not tied to stuff. I'm, you know, I see kids go, Oh my gosh, I cracked this. I'm like, it's a, it's a material, like it's nothing. Like I don't, I don't put these like waivers on things of like, oh my gosh, I've <laughs> so, had it for 50 so years. I do have to add, you? you know me and my stories because I have lots of them. <laughs> um, so I'm going to share this. So when we were in Tennessee visiting my my brother, we were talking to my nephew and my nephew, Anthony, he's adorable. I love him half to death. But every single time he came over my house, he broke something. Every single time. Oh my and gosh, one time funny. he decided to draw trees down my hallway. Oh, so we started my daughter's beautiful. room. <laughs> Like, here's a can of paint. Yeah, he broke my <laughs> husband's, like, he has his oh, golfer outside. No. He broke it three times. We finally had to throw it away. <laughs> and and so we would lie. And I told him when I saw him this last time, I said, Anthony, I said, you know, that doesn't really matter to Auntie, right? Like, I really, like, it's funny now. Yeah. But I think we do have to, like, know that, you know, it's just Things stuff. Happen. It's, it's just, just stuff. stuff. It doesn't. Like, it's not, it's not, you know. And let me tell you, we've tried to give away so much stuff and God just keeps giving us <laughs> more stuff. I'm like, no, honestly, <laughs> I have enough stuff. Like, stop it. <laughs> but it's great because, um, you know, I just think when you let go of the tension of that, of like, when I do this, I have to make this and I got to get this and then I'm going to be happy. You're not, you're not going to be happy. Like, just be happy where you are and, um, and know that you can share whatever you have with other people. And, you know, you, wherever you end up is where you're supposed to end up. You know, I can't sit here and tell you if you give it all away, you're going to get all the stuff back. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that. I'm just saying, you know, don't put a, don't put a limit on it and don't, don't, put so much emphasis on things like yeah, just definitely. be successful in who you are, the way you live your life, being happy, feeling blessed. And I think that is to me, success is just waking up. Like I said, at the end of the day, if you can put your head on a pillow and feel good about your life, that's success. It's yeah. not all the other things and all those other things are good qualities. And I'm not saying you shouldn't do those other things. You absolutely should. But don't so, do it at the expense of your um, mental well-being. Right. So I'm going to tell you today what are some of the things to think about. Um, so think about this. Do you wake up with a passion for what you're doing every day? Because you should be. If you're not, you should be. Um, is your success goal changing as you mature? And of course, things will change as you get older and you have different passions and different things, you know, tap into that. You know, nobody's telling you to go quit your job. But I mean, if something makes you really excited. Don't do that. You might yeah. make somebody mad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if something makes, you know, you happy, do it on the side. Do, you know, I mean, perfect example is Phyllis and I doing this podcast. I mean, like it's not our job, but we have fun doing it. Uh, and what are some things you that I can do today to get closer to your goals for your life. So what can you do to get closer to your goals? We talked about goals. I think in one of our podcast episodes, I'm a true believer in them. And um, I do believe that when you write things down, it just somehow ends up manifesting. And so there's something about that. Um, We just want to encourage you and let you know that we're here for you, friends, and we want you to definitely let us know what you want to talk about in the future. So leave a comment or question on our Instagram or Facebook, um, anything related to today's episode. And then most of all, don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review to help us share, grow. Share, share, <laughs> share, yeah. 
And of course, our Bible verse, Job 23.10, for when he has tested me, I will come forth as pure gold. So we thank you so much for listening to our episode today, and we look forward to talking to you again, and have a 24-karat day. Bye. Bye.